Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, Take 38, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy is Rob Jelly, the hey! Jelly Man himself. <laughs> What's happened there? I've, I've grabbed the buzzed sweets. Oh, okay. You, I, so, Rob, um, so before Rob comes to the studio, <laughs> yeah. he's always like, do you want from the shop? And I was like, near the There's shop. There's always a shop run. There's always a, There's shop, always run. a shop run. And uh, he was like, just get me something chewy and something sweet. Um, I thought that was disgusting, Rob. I'll get you some sweets instead. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I, I've got loads of sweets, but every time I have one sweet, it just kind of like makes me feel sick, or it just self-destructs in my throat. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't. Well, the, so the question really is then: How often do you eat sweets? Um, quite a lot. And, and okay, so I was, I was thinking that maybe it's a sort of your body's having a sort of weird reaction to it, like no. going, "Oh, what's this?" My, my body reacts if I don't have sweets. Because I remember when I was small, when I was like a, a, a very small kid, um, and I was always asking for sweets. Uh, I remember my mum said to me, "When you're older, you're not going to like sweets." And I was like, "I will, I will, I will like sweets." So I make a point of always eating as much sweets as possible to prove. <laughs> Everyone wrong. Just, just to prove mum wrong, yeah, really, yeah. yeah. And when I get diabetes, I will be justified. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. I, I don't care, because I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, yeah, but a nice plethora of chewy, fizzy sweets, so uh, yeah. expect much coughing and spluttering on today's there episode. There is, and, and chewing. Um, uh, have you had a good week? Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been decent. I've uh, spent the last kind of few days with the Monkey Tennis guys, the other mm-hmm. podcast I do. Um, recording some episodes and uh, it's weird not being the host I'm there as a producer I, I get to say one word an episode maybe a, a few more um, but it's weird yeah not being able to talk especially when they're saying stuff wrong and they, they'll listen to this and, and they'll know four <laughs> yeah. people saying the wrong thing and there's me there knowing the answer and I can't chip in is, is, is like hell on earth do you not have like a little flashboard that you can hold up the answer and just like you know idiots well sometimes I kind of like make an indication for them to come to me and then uh, <laughs> and I they say, just ignore you yeah but you know when like you haven't spoken for ages and someone puts a mic in your face you don't want to say something you want to say something succinct and funny yeah. so even if I I was just default to something funny or something stupid or something crude just because I've only got like five seconds to say something yeah. so uh, but yeah, Monkey Tennis, uh, that new series is coming back in March, so... Cool. It, guys. Watch the space, iTunes and uh, postpoppodcast.com. Um, cool, excellent. Anything else? Oh, well, just uh, film stuff, just uh, me and Rob Savage, the other Rob. Yeah. Um, Jelly and Savage, that's a, that's a sitcom waiting to happen. There, Savage a, there, Jelly. There's a duo right there <laughs> yeah, the waiting to happen. And how are you? How are you? Not bad, man, not bad. It's been... This week's not been too bad. Yeah. It's been it's been a better week this week. Although very stormy today, which has caused everyone to drive like they are at Legoland. Yeah. I got I walked out my front door today and there was someone else's um a drain pipe outside my door. I was like, that's not ours. Where's that come from? <laughs> Looked around, all the other houses had drain pipes on it, so no idea where that blew from. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's, there's a story there. Uh, there's ready to be written. Yeah. The, the, the evil possessed drain pipe. Drain pipe, yeah. Watch this space. Um, although the other thing was, is I um, have, uh, well, I didn't have my dictaphone for a couple of days. Oh, okay. I, I sort of misplaced it again, because I'm an idiot like that. Yeah. Um, but I found it, and right. it has uh, therefore collected a few notes in the past few days. Okay, so hit sh- me up. Share with a few of them. Okay. All right. These so, are observations? Um, yeah, my observations of life, uh, and they're often quite random. 
Uh, but let's uh, let's go back to this one. I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> Why are more animals not used to describe hugs? What? You've got a bear I hug. See. Why not uh, an otter hug or a hedgehog hug? I mean, that one's quite difficult to say, I must admit. Well, <laughs> the last time I tried to give someone a snake hug, I got arrested. Did you? So, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But I just thought, you know, in my mind, like, if there just seems to be sort of, there's a missing trick here somewhere. I don't even know okay. where the bear hug came from. Who was hugging bears? I guess because, you know, when they come at you, it kind of looks like they're about to hug you. Yeah, the only, the only the only thing that's acceptable to hug that's moving towards you at fast speed is a small child. <laughs> like if a small child, like you know, runs at you yeah, for yeah, a hug, yeah. it's okay. It's acceptable to hug them in return. But okay. anything else running at you, other than a small child, even if it's a big child, an adult, a bear, a car, don't do it. Just get out of the way. There we are. So You'd if be- your girlfriend comes running running at you, you're just like, no, no chance. No, here. no do if, not if, trust if, this situation. No, something's up not, here. Something is definitely up in that situation. <laughs> Family member, they haven't seen you in a while. They come running to you. Just no, like, no, out no. of the way. No, out no. of the way. It's, Chip them over. There, there is more potential for danger than there is. That's true. A hug. And also, don't go running at people. You just don't run at just, people. Yeah. Slow down. Chill you know, out. This reminds me, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but we'll come we'll come back to the point in a second. So the, the the last ever time I ran on the train platform, okay, it could have been the end of me, right? So busy train platform, yep. trying to make my way to a carriage that wasn't full. I could yep. see down the end there was a little bit of space, so I could see everyone else have the same idea. So I ran down the platform, such such a bad idea. So there was this woman with her back to me, and she was cradling something in her arms. Okay. Okay. I ran past her, and whatever was cradling her arms, I pushed onto the tracks. <laughs> yeah, Rob was looking at me like, and I was like, "You okay. are an evil man." So, and I was like, "Okay, whatever's happened here is going to be the end of me. This is bad. This is going to be bad." Turned around, it was a, a two-liter bottle of water. Thankfully, that she was cradling like a baby. I thought we were just admitting to something very bad that we were going to have to destroy the computer and the stu- post-pop studio was going to be burned down. It was a, she was cradling a two-litre bottle of water like a baby. That is a bit weird. And I knocked her elbow and the uh, two-litre <clears throat> walk went onto the tracks and I was like, I am so sorry, and just pushed a fiver into her hand. It was the first thing I pulled out of my pocket. And then when I got onto the train, I was like... This, that, that, that wasn't worth a run. I lost a fiver and I could have killed a baby. It, Never the best day ever. No, that's um, not, not looking back on that in fond memories, is no. it? Well, I'm going to tell that story when I'm on like a like Jonathan Ross or like some kind of like... on. You should. And the, the audience will just be like... No, They'll all do that same us. face that I just did. <laughs> yeah, you've killed, you've killed a baby. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, just to try and distract you from the baby killing story, um, here's another one. According to sources, ladders are just special variations on stairs. So how did anyone get anything in the loft before stairs were invented? Ropes. Ropes? Yeah. So people just climbed up ropes, did they? guess so. Yeah. Yeah? Well, that's answered that question, yeah, hasn't it? We'll that's move that. on to the podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> if only I had Jed around more often, I'd have answers to these random questions that... You know, appear in my brain. You should have a Jed app. It should be an app where Jed says, and then you, well, you ask, ask a question, question and it gives you a response. The answer that I it's would like give. a magic eight ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a Jed app. Yeah, and then I would say you'd be like, "What? What film should I watch?" And obviously, there'd be a horror film. I'd be like, uh, "Where should I go on holiday? Transylvania, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that." Coming to an app store near you in 2018, <laughs> the Jed app. I do want to go to Transylvania, actually. Yeah, I really do. I was going to go last year. 
um, but then got busy. But um, that's my plan. Okay. Spending Halloween in Transylvania is pretty that would, legit. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But probably only be doing it for like Instagram. I mean, works. I mean, I'm not going. Let's just put that on the record. Well, not, not me and you going to like Dracula's Castle and. Uh... Man, I love you, but I'm not going to Transylvania <laughs> for Halloween. It's not not with you, at least. I'll end up having a heart attack several times over. Probably. Uh, and before we get any f- more further away from the uh, purpose of this podcast, yep. let's get on to format. Let's get uh, on we've to watched format. two more shows this week to add to the league table, uh, and you can go first this week, Mr. Jed Shepherd. What did you send us away to watch? I sent us away to watch something that was recommended by a listener. Thank you to Paul. Can't remember your surname, but thanks very much. And it is the much, much, much loved Black Mirror. I mean, this is a difficult one because everybody knows Black Mirror. Yeah, everyone knows of it. Yeah. A challenge for you right now before we get in, into any of it. Okay. Can you explain to me what yeah. Black Mirror is yeah. in 60 seconds? What the concept of, black, of a Black Mirror is? Yeah. Um, from, I don't know whether the, the dictionary definition or the definition that these guys give, but I've always known a Black Mirror as something that reflects like the human soul, something that you look into... It's not a proper mirror, it's a black mirror, so it's reflecting back your worst side. Yeah, and the worst side of society, the worst parts of you. That's what a black mirror is. So calling this show Black Mirror is showing you a society the worst parts of society amplified. Alright, that's really good because I actually overheard something and it was accidental as well, um, a couple of days before we were going away to watch these shows. Yeah. Um and I had heard a fr- and I I'm gonna do this off mic. Okay. And then if it's right, you'll give me the nod and I'll do it on mic because okay. I don't want to give a spoiler away in case I might be ruining four seasons worth of Black Mirror. Okay. So Black Mirror, yeah. I overheard, yeah. is... Thanks for holding there. Um, so yeah, what it, so I, I overheard yep. was that the Black Mirror is your mobile phone screen. That is the explanation that Charlie Brooker, the creator, stroke writer, gave back in 2014. That any TV, phone, iPad, or anything. So it's like a screen. Any yeah. any dig, any um, electronic screen, sort of when it's in standby mode. Yeah, you can obviously see your reflection. Like yeah. a black mirror, as it were. Exactly. I mean, because this is, I mean, most of Black Mirror is about the leaps in technology that are in the near future. It's, it's the link between technology and, and society, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's the, it's the relationship between the two. Exactly. But I mean, the actual meaning of Black Mirror that goes, that is um, before this show ever came out, people use the term Black Mirror as a way of uh, describing something that reflects the soul of humanity and showing us our dark side. There was a... Um, uh, there was multiple other things called Black Mirror before the TV show. Okay, um, which right. was yeah. that's cool. I just wanted to get that because, I, as I say, just before I w- went away to watch the episode, yeah. I heard that by accident. I had literally overheard someone having a conversation about yeah. it. I thought, oh no, because that, if that's ruined it for me, I'll be really annoyed. No, no, no it hasn't. I mean, no. every, every episode. No, has I, some I, technology when, when, in I, when, it, when so. I finally got to sit down and watch it, I was like, actually, no, it hasn't ruined it, but it has. It, it almost gave me a little bit of a better. It's not a spoiler. It's not like the end no, of season one. No. They go, and the Black Mirror was a phone. And the Black that- Mirror was actually a fox. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the first episode was called The National Anthem. 
great title. Um, yeah, it is really clever. Yeah, it is. It's really clever. Because what happens? Does it give us the, the breakdown of the episode? Yeah, and and I think... We, we, we never do this, actually, and I think we should, because I, I was into another podcast, um, and they always give a synopsis of the whole episode, and I think we should kind of do a synopsis at the start. At yeah. The top. So this episode is about a girl who's kidnapped. Yep. She will only be returned if the Prime Minister fucks a pig. Can we swear on... on the, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's fine. That's I right. just did, so... I think also bleep kicked in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's it. It's as simple as that. And it's the the journey of this Prime Minister yep. weighing up... The psychological journey, the physical journey. Yep. And, and obviously, his but, popularity... Well, yeah, but it's also not just the journey for him. Yeah. It's the journey for society yeah. in that they all hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, news channels, they get um, they get a bit of a mute on it. They get a... Um, I can't think of the words. Uh, it's, not like a restra- it's like a restraining order, but it's... Um, they can't they can't broadcast it for whatever reason sensitive uh, reasons yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can't think of the word for it now but uh, they get that and then turns out that CNN and Fox in America are just doing it and yeah. they don't care so it's like a, it's like a you can't put the genie back in the bottle once it's out there the whole yeah. world knows yeah and of course the, the Prime Minister's going to look bad if he doesn't agree to, to save because f- she's a princess isn't to have she? sex yeah she's a princess to- um, obviously on the in, in the royal family so yeah and to have, um, if he doesn't have sex on TV, that this is the main point. It it's has live to be on, on TV t- on all broadcasts as well, yeah. isn't it? And then um, this is kind of shows the, the Black Mirror element of this. It shows us what the public, who I would say, I mean, like reality shows. Um, we discussed reality shows last yeah. time, and this is like a reality show, and they like the car crash kind of TV. And this is just the epitome of something so obscene and just abstract that the public are baying to watch. It's not even about saving the princess anymore. It's no, about they, they want to see, see if the prime minister having sex with a pig. And it just becomes something that's kind of more than the actual act. It becomes like a movement. And I mean, the, the, the most interesting thing about this episode is obviously people refer back to this when we found out that um, our ex-prime minister had sex yes. with a pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was um, at, at, yeah, at university. At university. Yeah. Um, and then Charlie Brickett was tweeted like this you can't believe that the national anthem was a documentary and um, so this is very prescient that the fact that the Prime Minister had sex with an animal specifically a pig um, and it it kind of it's not only it's really dark I mean I know Charlie Brickett is a very clever writer he's a very clever man in general yeah Um, but I did think that I, I watched it and at the end I did sit there and think to myself well I wasn't expecting that well, in this, the words of Jamie Lawson. <laughs> well, this this is the, the beauty of Black Mirror. Every single episode, because it's a Black Mirror, makes you think about what society is doing and what you're doing yourself. You're sitting there, blindly watching TV, just like you could be out there saving lives, and you're there yep. just consuming, 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 eating Harry Bow, uh, tweeting to your friends, taking a duck... Are you watching me watching this? <laughs> yeah. Like, doing... Duck lips and on, yeah. on, and just you know, and we're so all about consume, 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 and getting well, the best well, trainers well, and stuff. Well, yeah, but also the other thing is we're also very much now a society of publish, publish, publish. We have to publish everything, everything we do, everything we see, everything we eat, and it's all crap. Like, yeah, none of it's important. No one gives a flying monkey, yeah, what you're having for dinner. 
See, like this, this thing. And I'm as guilty as anyone. I've done it myself. I've taken, and I, you know, only in exceptional circumstances when I've had something ridiculous. Like there's a lovely southern food restaurant in Covent Garden <laughs> okay. in London called Joe's. I recommend you go. They, oh, well, okay. they do rib. Okay. One rib. Um, uh, you know, so I, I ordered, me, I, <laughs> I ordered, yeah, I know, but I, I ordered the ribs. Yeah. Right. And the waiter corrected me. I went, oh, yeah, the rib. No problem. That's fine. So I was thinking, it can't be just one rib. Yeah. And it came out, it was the size of a dinosaur. It was like, it was enormous, <laughs> great big thing. And I was thinking, well, I'm glad I only got one because I was going to struggle to eat this. Um, rib. And again, took a photo of it and just got, because it was like, no one's going to believe I had a rib, one rib <laughs> that big. Um, but we do. We, we, for some reason, we've become obsessed with sharing every it detail makes me of life. Absolutely sick. And like, I don't know if you've noticed, but one of my, well, it's not secret anymore. My secret news resolutions was not to go on social media as much as I used to. So I actually haven't tweeted or gone on Instagram for a couple of weeks now. Um, because I, not because of anything to do with this episode, I just thought, what am I doing? I could be doing something a little bit more creative. And yeah. um, I'm obviously going to go back to it. It's just going to be a temporary thing, but like, I, I, I feel a little bit more I know, freer. I know, I know exactly what you mean. I think, I think a, there is a, a, a fairly large portion of society would love to use it less. Yeah. But because everybody is now on it, like, you know, it's, like my parents, yeah. I could never have imagined them being into social media in the way that they are now, but they are. They're on Instagram and on Twitter and things. They're not necessarily Facebook, but... Right. How many people do you know that haven't got a Facebook? One. And that is? I can think of one person, my niece, who's really good at the How moment. How old is your niece? 18. You also know one more person, me. I don't have a Facebook. I've never had... You've a, never had it? Never had a Facebook. I saw everyone was jumping on this Facebook well, thing. I'm like, no. Nah, and, and I would say in... I don't really want to sound like this, but in my defence, I had a, a Facebook account when it was only a university email address okay. accepted. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when it first rolled out the concept... I mean, people probably know this, but um, you could only get it if yeah, you had yeah. a, an, a .ac .uk account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had it back in like 2006 yeah. when it was pretty much the first year it was in the UK mm-hmm. um, and obviously it was just to keep in touch with other friends of mine who were out of the other universities and yeah. sort of going like oh how's things going as a degree blah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it became well, nightmare, by the it, it, it became bigger and bigger and bigger and it yeah. just became what, what it is today and it's just this cacophony of cat so, memes well this, this is the thing like I mean I count myself as a relatively nice person I care about people um, but I don't care about every little thing that a person does and I don't want to know I want to go I want to go if I meet someone in the street I don't want to be like oh yeah what happened to you in a while what have you been up to oh I actually know what you had for breakfast today yes where is the mystery where is the fun well there's no reason to have conversation either there's no actual reason to have a catch up with people yeah if you put everything online it's crazy I don't, like and like, it's I, really good. It's really interesting. I, I just otherwise we get really yeah, sidetracked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. because we will go off a massive tangent here, but this is all very much you know solely brought out of the, this whole show of Black Mirror. Yeah. Now I've only watched the first episode. Um, yeah. But I I promise you now, and I never use that word yeah. because I I don't like to break it, mm-hmm. so I won't. Yeah. I promise you, I will watch more Black Mirror. I, mean, I enjoyed to. this so much. Yeah. From a from an actually from an analytical point of view, mm-hmm. watching it for the very reason to to talk about it today, yeah, it it made it even more interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. We are messed up. 
We yeah. need to sort our lives out as a society because we're going in the wrong I mean, direction. And this is this is one of the we're shows. We're going around around about the wrong way, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The wrong way. This, I mean, this is exactly this show is a black mirror. It, it shows us where we're going wrong in society and what and what we really need to concentrate on is like like the the, the relationships we have with the people, not the not the technology, yeah, not trying to outdo people, not the. Um, and television shows and to, and to roll that back into the episode as well there's yeah. a really really powerful scene right at the end of the episode so the whole the whole thing I mean go away and watch it it is much more detailed and much more clever I wouldn't than, spoil the ending though no no not yeah. going to no no not going to but there's a there's there's a much more detailed and a much more clever story to it than, than just the synopsis we've given yeah um, but there's a really I think a really powerful moment right at the very very end of the episode which genuinely makes me uh, invest in what is going to happen next. Yeah. Well, on a on a personal level, like I, you know, you, you're watching it and you're seeing it. You know, wow. That, how how on earth do you get over this sort of thing? And how does yeah. how do you continue to function the same way after that than you did beforehand? So because okay. because it, it starts with the phone call in the middle of the night, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's gone to bed um, as a prime minister, and I'm sure there's lots of things on his mind, yeah. but. He's then been woken up with this. The ho- his whole world has gone mm-hmm. upside down. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and in re- in real life, when the when the prime minister was acute, well, ex prime minister was accused of uh, having sex with a pig, he did. He actually did the right thing, and that is to not give it any credence and just to ignore it, even though it was true. There's there's evidence that it was true. Um, there's people who were there who back it up. By him not acknowledging it, it basically went away. But when yeah. it, when it was discovered. It was the greatest ever night on Twitter to be on Twitter <laughs> I've ever witnessed where the entire country united against this one man. It was beautiful. And it goes to show that people, and, and I know it's not right, maybe, we, you know, I'm not trying to get into any political stance in any way, shape or form, but it goes to show that people can unite in Against general. the common enemy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just for that, just using it as an example, you yeah. know. I mean, and this is why, like, this isn't tangible, but like, Donald Trump, right? And yeah, I mean, if you, if you if you look at the new series of of um, uh, Black Mirror, there's a few Trumpian type things in there. But the one good thing that Trump is for is he is a common enemy that we can all hate and all unite against. The entire world hates him. <laughs> the entire world hates this one person. It's gonna bring it's gonna bring the world together against that one man. So is it a bad thing that he's in power? No, I think. Sometimes you need to hit rock bottom. Yep, to start again. To start again. Um, I really like that certain features of Black Mirror, just because otherwise we'll get way too yeah, tangent, yeah, yeah. and this episode will be like three hours long. Um, <laughs> it was quite unglamorous about how it was told. It didn't. It yeah. didn't. Um, it wasn't delicate about it. It just told it straight. Yep. It was. You know. It didn't give you any sort of you know fluff to it. It was just there. It is. This is it. Deal with it. Yeah. And you'll find that in all Black Mirror episodes. Straight to the point. Kind of, this is messed up. Mm. Deal with it. Um, Rory uh, Kinnear. Yeah. Who plays uh, Michael Callow, the PM. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Consistently in in all Black Mirror episodes, casting is brilliant and this episode is no different. Yeah. Yeah. It it was terrific considering how difficult a story that is. And I know he's an actor. I know it's it's not real. Yeah. But that's still a pretty intense 
So do you know script to have to act? Do you know because if only what's the first do you know the format of Black Mirror? Like what No, happens? so this is the whole anthology thing, which yeah. is where the next show comes from as well. Yeah. Um so I don't really understand how that works. So every ep- every episode is a complete standalone separate. Yeah. So you can watch any episode of Black Mirror in all four seasons in any order. Yeah, and it won't and it matter. Was, it won't matter. Um but only recently have they said it's actually all connected. It's all in the, all set in the same universe. Okay. So one thing happens in one episode, it can affect things in other episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if there's one show you, I would suggest, like, if you want to learn more about what's going on in society, this, this is... It's this a, gr- is it's a great eye-opener. It's a really, yeah. really great eye-opener, and I will go away and watch it more of it. It's all available on Netflix, all four seasons of it. Um, it was started yep. in uh, December of 2011, so yep. it's, it's six six years old now. Yeah. It's amazing to think it's that old, and, like... It's only really started to properly, you know, glow on the sort of radar of everyone. And everyone's yeah. going, Black Mirror, Black I mean, Mirror. it's always been big in the UK, but then the Americans kind of got hold of it. Because just, if you've seen the latest series, series the, the star power that they managed to get in every episode yeah. now, which, the, one of the latest episodes was, was directed by Jodie Foster. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, I suspect this is going to get high scores from both of us today. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Um, so let's let's move on. Let's do the yeah. other show this week. Um, okay. And this was um, technically a suggestion from you, really, because we yeah. were speaking about Black Mirror before we uh, we came around to putting it on the list last week. Yeah, I mean, it's um, another anthology type show yeah, that fits right. in with this. Um, and I can't help but think that maybe this is one of the originals. This is your, well, yeah, it's the most famous, and I th- it was one of the earliest ones. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much where the whole anthology idea came from, yeah. um, and it is. Twilight Zone. There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. And it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Where is everybody? <laughs> which is actually the title of the first episode. Oh, okay, I thought you were But I have gone mad as well. But uh, where is everybody? First episode of Twilight Zone from 1959. Yeah, and if you put that right on the radar straight away, it's crazy. If we're going to do an anthology show, this is the daddy. This is what started started it all. And I was actually half expecting this. This episode is is extremely famous. It's the the first Twilight Zone episode, and it's it's, it's often referred to as kind of like one of the best. And I went into it with a lot of trepidation. I was okay. like, this is going to have aged. This is the earliest thing we've ever done. Yeah. Will it stand up? And a hundred percent, it did. Absolutely, it did. Bloody I, loved it. Yeah, I, I really did. Uh, the opening music and the monologue yeah. is just spot on. Yeah. Uh, even today, yeah. even in twenty eighteen, it still holds a, a, an eeriness, totally, um, and a sort of suspense. Yeah. That I think some shows today would struggle to to create. Yeah. Everything about and this it is black and white. Um, you can tell that the the recording quality is of just slightly lower. You know, it's just not quite yeah. as filmed clean. on a potato, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely filmed on a potato. Um, 
It, it is a little bit strange in that it's a bit plain when it first starts. So once you get past the opening titles, you get the Twilight Zone. And quick question before I move on from yeah. the titles. Is the title sequence to this mm-hmm. what the Tower of Terror at Disneyland is based on? Um, yes. Good. Right. Yeah. That's that. Because I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Because in, in, in the Paris version of that, which I, and I just went to, which I went it's to. called the Twi- Twilight Zone. Yes. Because yeah. that's, that's, as soon as it appeared on screen, I was thinking, this is like the Tower of Terror. Yeah. Good. Right. Okay. <laughs> and if you've ever been on the rise, you'll know what I mean. If you haven't, go. Um, but it's it's weird. Yeah. So the start of the episode opens up and this guy is wandering through uh, this kind of road in the middle of a small desert, town, small yeah. town sort of thing, but quite open sort of desert sort of landscape. And, and he still stumbles across this cafe. So he's obviously, I love this. obviously a little bit thirsty, but hungry. So he thinks, oh, you know, I'll grab something to eat yeah. or drink. Um, goes in. No one there. It's like, I'm hungry. Empty. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm like, here. I'm cause, hungry. Because obviously this isn't, the, this isn't the time. This is number one, not only filmed and set, in a, it's filmed and made in a time where you sort of, Declared your presence when you walked into a cafe. Goes like, <laughs> yeah. no customer here. You know, yeah. anyone, anyone out back? Yeah. Um, which I do that now, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to McDonald's. Jed's here. <laughs> I'm here, and they're like, "Sir, please sit down." Hello, I'm here. I'm hungry. <laughs> Sir, please stop shouting. I'll have to remove you from the building. I've got two dollars fifty-eight cents in my pocket. What will that buy me? Uh, Sir, well, this is the UK. We do not use dollars and cents. Um, <laughs> but he goes in and, and he sort of makes his presence known, and it's and it's empty, and you and you. And at this moment, you it start straight to think, into the kitchen, though, doesn't it? <laughs> you start to think, okay, something's not quite right here. Yeah, maybe he's going to discover a body or yeah. or something else. So yeah. you're sort of aware that something's not right. What did you think it was like? So, so everyone's basically missing. You can tell well, by the name, I, of the, name of the episode. Yeah, Where's everybody? Well, what did you think it was? It, just with him in that cafe, no one's in there. At well, that point, well, I, I, I was absolutely fine to accept that the this place had been abandoned. Right. Maybe but you didn't di- know why. No, I didn't right. know why. Um, at, and so, yeah, so he wanders in, tries out, anyway, makes himself a cup of tea um, and and then leaves. And it was all a bit like, okay, this is, this is a little bit weird, mm-hmm. but there's obviously a reason why that's empty. It's to try and get you to think that, you know, people have gone missing. Yeah. Or someone specifically from the cafe has gone missing. Like yeah. Maybe the owner, maybe he knows the person that was there, maybe he was expecting to see someone there. Maybe he's gone out for five minutes, you know, yeah, have a break. right. So I was on, I was aware that something wasn't right, but I wasn't on edge. Yeah, exactly. As such. I was on edge just by the fact that he went into the kitchen and I was like, oh, you don't go in the kitchen. That's No, no, I did think that out. as well. But it's, it's less going in the loft or in the basement in yeah. a horror than, uh, yeah. than you know. So, I just didn't want him to get in trouble with the, the cafe owner, really. Yeah. What are you doing in my kitchen? Get out! Yeah. Um, the bit where I start to get a bit on edge was when he arrives in the town. Yeah. So he, he, he carries on walking down this road and he arrives Onto in this the town. the high street, basically. Yeah. yeah. And and then he goes into... Uh, he sees a car, doesn't he? He, sees he does. The, or a van, like a truck thing. And yeah. he sees someone sat in it. And yeah. he's, he's wandering around. And he can't see a soul. There's not a sound from anywhere. And he's thinking, where is everybody? Um, <laughs> he and does then, say that. And then he say, sees this face in the truck and yes. so he goes oh hi ma'am so I, I, you know, where is it you know, no one's here I'm walking yeah. for miles and it's a mannequin it's man- he goes in and, and then he goes in a mannequin shop and I'm thinking hello if you're going to be in a deserted place do not go in a mannequin shop but this was way at this, at before this point, at this point <laughs> I was on edge you thought the mannequin was going to come alive didn't yes, you yes I did 
actually so did I because I saw this episode years ago so I couldn't remember what's happened I was like I can't remember what happens do the mannequins come alive but like then I was also thinking we all know you don't. You never go into the backstage area of a theatre when it's deserted because yeah. the props will come alive you oh, never mate, go in a mannequin shop if you see a mannequin in the car <laughs> mate I am out of that town so yeah. fast but also this was way before mannequins were like scary in horror films there, had, there really wasn't yeah. any kind of mannequin horror before this this is what you have to continue to remember is yeah. this is 1959 before things like that had even been thought up and put on television and in film. Yeah. The, the only thing I would, I would compare that to is there is uh, um, the book I Am Legend, um, uh, yeah. which has every, uh, scenes where everybody's gone and you have the main characters talking to mannequins. So maybe that's a kind of comparison there. Yeah, good. But, um, yeah. So we see that the main character just tr- go around this town. So he's basically wandering around trying to suss out where everyone has gone because clearly something is not right here. Um so he does the mannequin shop anyway and then so he's he's looking around and there's lots of pan shots across this place and it's the whole very much the tumbleweed feel to yeah. the whole thing it's very much barren land and everything's everyone's gone yeah um, and the phone rings yeah textbook textbook put you on edge moment <laughs> he's in a town and there's a phone box in the middle of the square and it starts ringing and you think don't answer it, you idiot. Don't answer it. <laughs> You're going to die yep. or or something. And so he legs it at the phone box. Of course, he's desperate of, to speak to someone. Of course he yeah. is. He, so he, and can I just say that he doesn't know who he is. He woke up oh, yes. on the well, way. Well, well, yeah, but he, I don't think that becomes quite apparent that early on. I don't he think He tells the mannequin that he can't remember his own name. I think he does. Is oh, that, yeah, I, when he sat on the floor. Yeah, like, I've got to admit, Mom, I can't remember my own name. I woke up and I was walking into this town. Wearing these That's clothes, very true. No, and he was so, wearing yeah. overalls, and and you kind of think, maybe, is he army like based? or mechanic? Mechanic, even. Like, yeah, because yeah, obviously being black, what you can't tell the color, yeah. What they are. But um, so he gets in this phone box. He open, he, he answers the phone. No one's there. He's like bang, bang on the on the receiver. He's like, yeah. hello, hello, can you hear me? Hello, hello. And he thinks, all right, I've got change in my pocket. Yep. Didn't have to pay for the breakfast I wanted earlier, did I? Yeah, school. Um, so he puts some money in, um, dials, I guess, one, which was been operator in those days. Yep. Um, and operator. It's an, and it's an automated operator message. So he's yep. he's just trying to talk to him. He's going, operate, no, listen, operator, I'm trying to get through to... And then it's over like sort of 30 seconds, he starts to dawn on him that, that even the operator's missing. Yeah, yeah. Like, even the operator's not there. So that potentially and means and internationally this, people are gone. Yeah, and, and I'm now thinking that something is going to jump out and get him <laughs> some evil monster with, like, eyes and tentacles. Is that when he finds a cinema? Yeah, well, well, yeah, he sees the cinema from a distance, but he's in the phone box for a bit. He That's panics. Funny. He gets locked in for some strange reason. And I... Well, did you notice? I, well, yeah, I did notice. <laughs> I did notice how... <laughs> Had the door opened one way, and he seemed to. And he's pushing it the wrong it was, way. It was the, yeah, he was basically pushing it the wrong way. And he nearly took it off its hinge as well. Um, <laughs> but kudos to him; he yeah, did carry he on. Carried he on did carry on. Because at the one scene. point he pushed it. It was meant to show that he was stuck, but you could see he could he could have slipped out. Yeah, easy. But yeah. Um, but, but but still, the, the tension was still there in the moment. I yeah. mean, it was just it was one of these little production values. I think they would probably have done it again. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But um, I let it go. Uh, he's there long enough, though, that it turns to night. So it's the middle of the day when it's just all in the square in the phone box. And um, and at night, all the place lights up. Yep. Uh, and the music starts coming out from the cinema. And he thinks, oh, brilliant, people are in the cinema, of course. That's you know, the first place I would have went to. Genuinely, I would have went to the cinema. Really? Just to see what was on, you know. <laughs> just just hang out. 
You're such a film buff, it's unreal. Yeah. And literally, that would be the first place. I'd barricade myself in, go into the projection room, just put some films on. And I'd be like, come get me in a week. I've got popcorn and yeah, ice cream. I'm fine. He held himself to that ice cream. He did. He did. One scoop as well. I mean, yeah, that was the, that's the weirdest thing about this. I was like, okay, he's got infinite free ice cream. One little scoop. One and, scoop. And a bit of chocolate sauce. Yeah, I mean... It's like, no, mate, you go I, for three. I wouldn't have even scooped it out and put it in a glass. I'd just eaten it out of the, the dispenser. Yeah, and he said he was hungry. One scoop. Oh, come on, mate. That's the make real Twilight effort. Zone. Make, make an effort. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, knew, you knew something was up when he only took one scoop of yeah. ice cream. Um... <laughs> So anyway, so the, the, obviously the place is still barren. There's no one there. He goes in the projection room. There's nobody up there. There's no one sat down watching the film. He comes back out into the square. There's nobody there. And and to be honest, by this point, this, this is quite far through as well. This is yeah. only a 25, 30-minute episode. Yeah, um, 25, I think, yeah. And and you're starting to think, I've, we've got to get to a conclusion at this point because <laughs> yeah. even, even now I'm like, I need to know. Yeah what's going on yeah. um, and I kind of feel like I shouldn't say any more about what happens in the episode for people to go and watch it because I genuinely think yeah you're right um, again remembering this is 1959 that this yeah. was out this is so way ahead of its time absolutely so I was like wow they had ideas like this back then that's yeah. crazy this would, have, this would have had to have been an idea in 56, 57 ish yeah. for it to have been written down and then Do you know what? passed you could stick this in a current episode of Black Mirror and people will be like, oh yeah, that's 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 really good writing. That's quite futuristic. Well, this this brings me on to something that I, I wrote down a little sort of an extra note to this as well. Like, yeah. There are thirty six episodes in season one of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, right. There are twenty nine episodes in season two, thirty seven in season three, eighteen in four, and thirty six in five. There are one hundred and sixty eight episodes of these over five years. Yeah, that's a lot of. That's the first incarnation as well. Episodes. They, they brought that back. Um, I'll use that word loosely, episodes, in this, in this anthology series. Yeah. To, to make in under five years. It's, it's a quite incredible. I mean, it's a popular show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's just, it, it was that if this is how they started and they mm. must have got better at it as they yeah. went on, yeah. I'd love to see some more. Yeah. Genuinely would love to see some more of them. I mean... There are later episodes that, I mean, I think this came back multiple times, I think, and they were making episodes in the 90s as well. It was, um, if you want to see it in kind of colour and with yeah. more contemporary people in it. But yeah, it's, it's the most famous anthology show there is. Uh, it kind of set the blueprint for all future ones. Mm. Uh, did you know the, obviously you'd seen it before, but did, did, you, yeah. did you feel like you knew what was going to happen? Or No, I, I'd be lying if I said I did. I didn't. I, f- I forgot exactly what happened, but I mean, this story is very, very famous. Uh, it's always referenced in, in multiple like sci-fi things um, and yeah I loved it I mean and like I was going to say in the Black Mirror episode like um, I, the TV show that I'm working on at the moment is a, a horror anthology show so it all stems back to, to the Twilight Zone to really Twilight, where, yeah. it all, where it all started where it all began yeah um, and I like the way that ends um, so skipping over the, the sort of the the tale the the, uh, the spoiler part of the, the episode uh, it ends almost with a sort of outro um, sort Love of spoken it. word part like next week Absolutely, and, 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 I, and I at first I was like, "Oh, that was a bit cack. Why do you throw in the next week?" Like <laughs> it was kind of like a, a, it's almost the original previously, yeah, isn't it? It's like, but it's, but it gives you that reason to join them next week, yeah, when they'll hear the story of whoever yeah. doing whatever. So if you can imagine, like just TV sets weren't 
And this is, a, this is an era when TVs got to a certain yeah. time at night and they went, right, thanks very much, here's a test card and some music. And not everyone had, not everyone had TVs. Which, of course, we have at the start of the pilot podcast yeah, as well. So. you do. But you'd, like, if you want to watch something on TV, you'd have to like ask around, so who's got a TV? Oh, our one, our one broke. Um, I know a friend of a friend who's got a TV. Yeah, Arnie you, Mavis has got yeah. one. Should we go around there on you go, Thursday you go and, watch, there. and watch Twilight Zone? And you decide whether to go based on like the end of the episode. You go, oh, what was it? What's the next episode about? Oh, it's about an alien who can't eat cheese or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's go watch that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Rod Sterling is... Um, the, he, yeah, he wrote a, it. A, a, he wrote it, yeah. He, he's such... Um, he reminds me a little bit of um, Lemony Snicket. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good comparison. Yeah, and I'm I'm 100% sure that Lemony Snicket took his look and how he's looked everything from Rod Sterling. It's definitely an inspiration there. There's definitely like sort of uh, some nuggets of kind of like a bit of a nod to. Yeah, and this anthology kind of uh, of way and format with with the presenter talking to the audience was used by multiple um, uh, TV series after um, you had the Night Gallery you had Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock Presents um. kind of also feels a little bit like a big screen um, you know like when when it was sort of the first talkies came out in the in the picture houses yeah. like you know we're talking like 20s 30s here yeah. when they used to sort of introduce movies yeah, yeah like yeah, you yeah. know you've bought a ticket for King Kong, for example, it's just thinking of an old black and white one. But they would have like a sort of voiceover introduction, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, it, and, yeah. it, and it sort of feels like a little bit of a nod to that. Yeah, in I mean, Hitchcock does it in a couple of films. Mm, Let yeah, me yeah. introduce you to the mysterious story of blah blah blah. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a way of telling a story. But yeah, it doesn't feel dated, it doesn't as you at say. All. Yeah, no, I, I watched a version that was really good quality yeah, as well online. Yeah, um, I was really, really impressed at how well. And they, we were saying this actually about um, Star Trek. Yeah, um, which was blimey way back in the start of the pilot, and yeah. uh, how obviously they filmed it in a really good quality. On really good quality film, yeah, uh, and it's obviously been looked after and, because and possibly restored. That's why it kind of looks, yeah, for sure. But is, you, yeah. you know, if you've only if it can only look as good as it was originally made, as we said yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So they've obviously taken time to really get this right, yeah. And uh, I also just want to give a mention to Earl Holliman, who's the star of the show. The, oh God, he's great. What's he? I want to check what what's he been in before? I don't. Know. I was like, hang on, why isn't this guy a massive star? Yeah, why isn't he like the lead in Star Trek when that came out? Because I, to me, he he's was brilliant. He was, he was the only one in it, <laughs> and like he—I mean—he was talking to himself for the, for the entire episode, uh, and I was like, "This is going to get annoying." But no, he was so—he no, was really good at engaging, it. Uh, talking about himself while I, I find and, and, I, and I cared. I, I cared um, about him. And again, we say this about the episodes uh, that we watch. You know, in that in that pilot episode of any show, um, having someone having this new character or this character experiencing something for the first time means you go on the journey with them and and if you can feel something for them as well by the time you finish that first episode you've got that emotional investment that emotional connection you, then you want to know how they do and where they go from here so when you reach the end of that episode you're like but but what happens next yeah, um, I'm. I'm just checking to see what he does. So, Anything else? Is yeah. He, so he... the very next year, I'm guessing based on his Twilight Zone appearance, he did a sci-fi film, a black and white science fiction film from Paramount Pictures, produced by uh, that stars Jerry Lewis, um, and he's in it. It's called Visit to a Small Planet, which mm. sounds quite similar to be honest. Um, and he encounters an alien from outer space. 
So that's quite so interesting. So obviously went on to do, yeah, some other work at the yeah. time. But Nothing that big. Looking at his kind of back catalogue. Oh, he was in Forbidden Planet a couple of years before, which was one of the biggest sci-fi films um, of the 50s and probably of all time, actually. Um, and so he was in that. So no wonder he got the job. Um, but he just seems like a name that's almost been forgotten in the annuals of time. Yeah. Oh, Gunfight at the OK Corral. He, so he had some stuff before before this and then kind of just did a few westerns afterwards and just yeah. disappeared. I love this. I, yeah. I didn't know what to expect from it, being that it was so old yeah. um, and being it was an anthology show like Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really have an expectation. No, not to die. But I, I went in it thinking, well, let's give it a go. Yeah. You know, invest, you know it's tw- I could see it was 25 minutes when it started. I was like, cool. Yeah. I'll, you know, within half an hour, I'll have done this and mm-hmm. I'll either love it or hate it or yeah. be indifferent to it. So, um, But I really, really enjoyed it. Shall we score? Let's score. So Black I'll, go, I'll first. go first with Black Mirror. Black Mirror, go for it. Um it's probably one of the most important TV shows in Britain and probably in the world. And it's probably the only thing out there that makes us think about what we're doing to ourselves and to other people. Yeah. Um, this first episode is probably wouldn't make my top five best Black Mirror episodes. Okay. Um, but I'm still going to give it a decent score. I'll give it an eight. All right. Nice. Fair enough. Well, I actually wrote something different down to what I'm going to give it, but um, yep. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Nice. Okay. I was... Really, really impressed by it. I, I was a little bit disturbed by it, yep. um, how dark it was, uh-huh. um, and how it sort of didn't really warn me that it was going to be that way. <laughs> but but that was fine. Yeah. But I, but almost part of that I liked. So, it doesn't get any less dark, by the way. The no, more you good. Watch it. That's absolutely fine by me. Yeah. So sixteen and a half for Black Mirror. Let's check that on the old leaderboard. Yeah, I'll find out where it's falls. Hang on. That's right. And while you're doing that, I have to recommend a couple of other episodes. So again, you don't have to watch Black Mirror episodes in any order, but I would recommend the episode San Junipero, which okay. is the one that kind of won a bunch of awards recently, um, and that's probably the, one of the only uplifting ones. So okay. it's not a misery-filled one. It's really uplifting. And then one from the new season called Hang the DJ, which is another uplifting one, and it'll make you kind of be happy that you're on this planet right now. Um, cool. All the other ones are quite depressing, but <laughs> it teaches us stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, well, 16 and a half puts it in the likes in the region of American Gods, Knight Rider, Black Books, Gotham, Billions, Fringe, Columbo, American Horror Story. Oh, bloody love Columbo. So right in there. Can amongst, we do Columbo again? I love that. We can watch Columbo again if you want. <laughs> um, so that was uh, Black Mirror and the score for Twilight Zone. I You're would probably first. say... Yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And... and for many reasons. So, yeah, I'm going to go an eight. I am going to give it a slightly higher score. And the reason why is because without it, probably wouldn't have half the horror films I like, half the sci-fi films I like. True. So I would be doing myself an injustice All right. if giving it anything less than a nine, which is bloody high for me. As yeah. If you listen to this, you know, <laughs> I don't often give nines. No, you don't. No, you don't. But, but that's I'm a 17. That yeah. is a 17, and that goes in uh, amongst the likes of Daredevil, Sherlock, Orange is the New Black, The Young Ones, The Simpsons, nice. Blind Spot, Luther. I can't believe you gave Blind Spot such a high score. It was good, but. I'm on season two now, by the way. Are you? Okay. <laughs> you know, we said at the start, yeah, yeah. this would ruin our lives. Yeah. It is. It's very oh, much yeah, ruining yeah. our lives. I'm certainly ruining mine anyway. <laughs> I like to ruin the, the day we came up with this idea. Yeah. So what are we doing next I week, really, Rob? I, I say, I just want to say, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this week. I didn't know what I was going to think it's of it. It's a great week, yeah. Um, so I am really pleased that we've done it. Uh, next week, then. Uh, shall I go first? You can do, but as you suggested Black Mirror... Well, I didn't actually suggest Black Mirror. It was one of our, our That's true. Listeners. That's true. Okay, go on then. You go okay. first. Go first. Well, 
I just want to do something because, like, I mean, I don't know why we haven't done it before. Go on. It's, I want to do Seinfeld, which is basically one of the biggest comedy sitcoms of all time. And I can't believe we haven't done it yet. Um, And I've just recently started watching the whole thing again on Amazon because it's on Amazon. Nice. And I'm a little bit obsessed with it at the moment. So can we do Seinfeld, please? We can certainly do Seinfeld. I don't think I've seen the pilot episode. Okay. So that'd be cool. Um, That then, oh, that makes me think of something that weirdly... Do you have another sitcom, maybe? Yeah, weirdly, okay. there's one that my mum seems to be obsessed with. And sex in the City. We can't do Sex in the City. We no, have to save that. She hates Sex in the City. Good, good. Um, everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, uh, awesome. Okay. And I don't really understand why she likes it, because I've never watched it. I'm I'd- saying awesome in a way that, ironically, <laughs> because oh, <okay. laughs> it was a show. One of my really, really good friends really loved Everyone Loves Raymond. Right. And was sick, Judge, you've got to watch this show. I watched it and I was like, right. <laughs> okay. It's a sitcom. Okay, okay. It's definitely a sitcom. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be a good week. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a sitcom. Okay. I'll give it that. All right. Okay. I think I know what next week's going to be like then. <laughs> uh, if people want to get in touch with Jude Shepherd, how do they do so? They can do so on Twitter though as, you, as I said I'm not tweeting very much at the moment but I'm on J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D uh, or you can tweet me I'm on it at the moment I'm yeah. using it a lot um, I'm <laughs> at the Jellyman that's T-H-E-E Jellyman uh, so send us your thoughts and feedback on it if you haven't subscribed on iTunes uh, please feel free to do so it'll be in your inbox every Wednesday yeah. uh, and if you liked it a rate and review would be very kind we don't require any words from your review yep. just a poo emoji and, uh, and five stars obviously. please do and don't forget Rob Jelly has a radio show which we never talk about but no, we don't. listen to Rob Jelly's radio show well if you're up at 4am GMT time yeah. uh, you're welcome to listen to me on BBC Essex the early wobble uh, yeah. do listen and if you miss it go listen to it on the iPlayer BBC iPlayer yeah. type in Rob Jelly and there you'll find it's it two hours of nonsense yeah. imagine this but for two hours with no Jed uh, yeah with no me <laughs> can, can you can... that's selling it well isn't it <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you're a jelly fan which we all are then um, you'll enjoy it um, okay Rob that cool. just leaves me to say I'll see you later alligator in a while crocodile Charlie <laughs>